From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast is brought to you by M-Drive. Honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inn and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. The 2019-2020 WCHL champions look to make it three in a row. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in comfort. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, college hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight, live from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, which is finally coming down from the all-star high uh, that was last weekend. Stephen, how are you? Yeah, doing very well, doing very well. Yeah, it was a fun weekend here in Las Vegas with all the all-star uh, festivities going on for the NHL, and uh, so that was fun. And and uh, so now we NHL season starts continues back up, and then our uh, college stuff continues on as well. And uh, so yeah, but things are going well. The weather's beautiful here, and uh, things are moving along very nicely. Well, that's good to hear. As you uh, can probably hear in the background occasionally, ESPN is letting me know what's going on. I've got the Golden Knights game about ready to start on my tablet. I've got Nashville and Dallas in front of me. Um, we've got the uh, I've got one phone with the uh, rankings from ACHA, uh, and in front of me on my uh, other tablet, I have the University of Utah because tonight we're talking Utah hockey. Um, six wins in a row since December 3rd. They've but, got four four games left, and they have a chance. They have a chance, a really good chance, to secure a spot in the national tournament for the very first time. No, they do. You know, one of these days, you, you, you got to send out a, a picture of your, your setup there when you're doing the show. You got your, your tablet, you got your phone, one phone, your two phone, your three phones, you know, all the things that you use to, to play that's things and to watch the other hockey and stuff like that. I know you show it sometimes when you go to the events at, on the, in the arena, but sometimes show the little setup that you got at home there in, uh, in Colorado. I bet it would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be, uh, that would be something to see. I don't even know how I could take a picture of it. I have that's to have true. somebody in here to do it because uh, my that's laptop true. is on my, or my iPad is on my lap. My tablet is propped up against uh, pod pods being the holder of that tonight. Um, <laughs> we haven't seen pod in a while, but he's here. He's doing well. Um, then I've got a phone connected to do the podcast. I've got a phone connected to do our, uh, sponsors and i've got another phone set up to uh do the acha stuff so let's jump <laughs> into it right now before morgan feeney the head coach from uh, utah joins us uh, we got so much to talk about i haven't talked to them in a while and they're going to wrap up their season as i said with four games two at home this weekend and then two next weekend on the road at colorado state i'm hoping i can sneak up to fort collins and see one of those games um if if time permits and things like that so we'll see what we can do but the rankings came out today. I'm gonna let you start it off. You do the first. Uh, you do the first five for us. Well, number one is Lindenwood. That hasn't changed because uh, they haven't played. So I guess if you don't play, you, you stay where you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are playing this weekend, and it's a big series at Maryville. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens on that. Oh yeah, that will be very interesting. And then uh, number two is Minot State. 
Uh, I think they got a big series with uh, Liberty coming up here at some point. Maybe it may be this weekend, but if not, it's coming up soon. Yeah, I believe it's this weekend. <laughs> uh, number three, this is the, the flip-flop here. Number three is Iowa State actually moving up, taking Liberty's spot. Now uh, they were number five. They're now number three. They're twenty-two, four and two. Uh, UNLV number four at twenty-one, four and zero. Oh. Uh, they didn't play last week, uh, so they're staying where they are. Liberty is number five at sixteen, seven and one. Uh, and, and as I said, they were third previously, but now they are fifth. All right. So we look at six. The one team that has the most wins by a long shot: twenty-six, four and zero. Oh, Central Oklahoma. Holds down the number six spot. Stony Brook at 18-6-2 as seven. Adrian, 18-4-0 as number eight. Missouri State holds down number nine at 17-8-3. And, and the aforementioned Maryville is at 10 at 17-5-1. And, and they'll be playing uh, host, I believe, this weekend to Lindenwood. So we'll find out how that goes. All right. Take it from 11. Number 11 is Jamestown at 9, 9, and 4. Don't get me started. <laughs> they got one more win to get before you get off their backs. Uh, number 12 is uh, Illinois at 16, 14, and 1. Uh, they dropped a couple of spots. Pittsburgh, number 13, 23, 3, and 1. Indiana Tech, uh, number 14, 22, 4, and 2. Ohio at 15, and 14, 11, and 3. All right, and the final, um, well, not the final, because we're not going past 20. <laughs> Arizona, number 16, 14, 9, and 1. Utah, the aforementioned Utes, uh, 10, 7, and 3, holding down the number 17 spot, which right now I believe would get them in the tournament. So we'll talk to Coach about that and find out what his thoughts are. Uh, Michigan-Dearborn, number 18. And it, 18. What's, in, what's important about that, too, is they got to 10 wins, which makes you probably feel <laughs> a little bit better. That makes me feel very good. You've got to have double digits. Michigan-Dearborn, number 18, at 18, 8, and 2. Niagara, number 19, at 22, 4, and 1. Aquinas, number 20, 16, 6, and 1. And I believe they are playing Adrian, if not tonight, tomorrow night. Okay, so let's look at the top, uh, rounding out the top 25. Number 21, Arizona State at uh, 21. So they moved up three spots, for, so good job for them. Uh, they also have 10 wins. They have 10 wins, so they're they're uh, they're okay in your book. Uh, Rhode Island at 22, 16, 10, and 1. Uh, Davenport at 23, 17, 7, and 0. Midland, 24, 12, 11, and 3. And number 25, Delaware, uh, 16, 11, and 2. So they... They moved from 27 to 25. Um, should mention that uh, Grand Canyon was in the top 25, but they've dropped out. I'm trying to find where it says that in here, but uh, so they, yeah, they dropped out of the top 25. Which, uh, but they still got a few games left this year. They can probably creep back in there. We'll see. Okay, so if I'm if I'm counting, I see Arizona State, uh, WCHL school at 21. I see Utah at 17. I see Arizona at 16. I see Missouri State at 9, I see Central Oklahoma at 6, and I see UNLV at 4. Pretty impressive for that conference, which we uh, we cover on a, a regular basis. So congratulations to Chris Perry and uh, the guys in the uh, WCHL offices because uh, that's, uh, that, that's quite a feat when you add new teams and uh, two of those new teams – have earned, if if the tournament were to start today, I believe would have earned spots in the national tournament. So um, that's what lies ahead. We'll have uh, Coach Morgan Feeney on in about, I don't know, uh, what, five, ten minutes or so, and we'll uh, dig into Utah hockey. Um, Stephen, what else is going on in, in uh, the world of the WCHL? Well, I, I want to make a couple observations about these rankings because we, we read them every week, and I just think a couple of observations. This won't be as in-depth as you and uh, Jordan did on your new eyeballs and analytics uh, podcast on Monday, but we'll try We'll try to – Analytics and eyeballs to you. Analytics and eyeballs. Sorry, I got it reversed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get straight the name of this show that we do. I'd still try – that's still the new name of that one. Still The Great West right. College Hockey Podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got it down. That's what's important. Okay. Um, yeah, so – one of the things I've noticed is we're not really – I think we're kind of at a point now, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I think there's still a chance for, 
for some significant movement, but you're not really seeing a lot of uh, movement. At least the top 10 seems to be, you know, kind of staying where they are. I mean, some teams are playing some games. Some teams don't have a lot of games left. So, you know, there's not a lot of left to calculate in the computer. So um, I think you're kind of, kind of seeing maybe where the field is going to mold out. But as you said, I, I, a couple of things that if you're Arizona and you're Utah, you're kind of right on the cusp. You're obviously you're not you don't want to be down there at 16 and 17. You want to be higher, but especially for Arizona, this is a unfamiliar territory for them from the last uh, few seasons for them because they're used to being up in that more in that top 10 tier, obviously. And and obviously the two-time WCHL champions not going to be number three, unfortunately for them. But um, you know, I, I think it's and Arizona and Arizona's got. A, uh, some ch- a chance really still to jump some spots because they're still going to play at Minot State a couple of games. So that's going to be that's going to be really tough. But if they can somehow pull off a win there, and I and uh, coming up real soon, um, and maybe this week, I'll look at the let me look at the games coming up this weekend. But um, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to to see how it will will play out. But um, well, yeah, I think what you're getting at is there. There's some auto bids that are going to come out for winning the conferences. Yes, and uh, we don't know if those teams that that win the conference tournaments uh, are already in the tournament or if they're outside looking in and are going to take a spot or two from somebody. Otherwise, it will be 20 teams that go. So, I mean, when you look at it, you go, okay, well, that's uh, you know, Arizona at 16, Utah at 17. They both would be in as as it sits right now. But again. You still got those uh, those auto bids to deal with, and and for Arizona, they have a little bit of a, a tougher schedule uh, because they've got at Minot State. Actually, it is this weekend. They're at they're at Minot State, and then the week after, I believe, is um, Arizona State again. So that you know that those are always tough games. So uh, you know it's it's gonna be. I guess if you if you're Arizona, you you, you want to win all the games, but I mean, if you can split at least split in Minot and obviously win your two games at home, uh, I think they're going to probably get a spot. I'm not saying that they'll even drop out that, that, that probably will still be, in. I mean, 16 is like I said, would be in, but, but it just, when you get to that kind of 16, 17, you're going to have these teams that are down in that, in that range and they're going to try to make a push. And, and again, we, lo- we know a lot of it's based on the computer and, and how they calculate it. So um, it's a little, it's a little scary if you're down, if you're uh, Arizona and, and Utah, uh, we hope both get in, and I think that both can can do so. Utah, as you said, only has four games left uh, on their schedule as well, and um, and, and know, I think there's there's a winnable. We'll talk to Coach uh, Feeney about that when he comes on. Oh, but, very winnable. Uh, Oklahoma and at Colorado State, very all both winnable. And Oklahoma games. at home, Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma at home, yeah, home. And, and, and at, at Colorado, Colorado State. State, yeah. So it'll be a challenge. Every game in the WCHL is, but um, you know, four more wins gives them. Uh, I guess technically 16 on the year. There's two wins in there that uh, that they show against Oregon, which is the D2 program. But, right. So it doesn't uh, count in those. Uh, in right. Those, we read those records. It didn't count on the, on that record for them. But but uh, they've had quite a streak here. I think you texted me before, like six six in a row, right? If I'm not mistaken, and that they've won. So yeah, it all started on December 3rd against uh, the University of Oregon. They won two games, three one seven one. Then they. Um, uh, defeated the University of Colorado at home 3-2 and 5-4, and then Grand Canyon at home 7-3, 5-3, and now they've got this weekend with Oklahoma at home. So uh, I think Coach Feeney may have had his eyes on the fact that there was uh, there was a home stretch coming uh, in the second semester. So um, we'll, we'll talk to him. He's uh, he's going to be online with us in just a second. So um, it, it's going to be exciting. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. You and I will both be at the national tournament for the entire time. So we will uh, we'll bring it all to everybody. But let's take one quick break and let's. And one come other back thing. And- one other point I want to make too. As we mentioned the uh, teams that are towards the top. Um, if you're UNLV, you're probably rooting for an Arizona win this week, and at least maybe one win or two wins because uh, you know they're they're behind Minot State, and if there's any chance for them to to move up, I mean, Minot State can you know a loss or two uh, against Arizona that might give them a little bit of a bit of a chance. I mean, I, it's really that the top. I really see right now the top four looks like is about where that's gonna sh- shake out. I mean, there might be some movement there. I mean, we saw Iowa State kind of flip flopped with Liberty, uh, but like I said, that 
Uh, Liberty is, is not playing. It's Minot State. Minot State's playing Arizona this week, and so I think the Liberty series with, with Minot State still to come, obviously. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough. But Lindenwood has kind of stayed where they are. Minot State's kind of stayed where they are. Um, UNLV's kind of stayed at, at number four, and and UNLV's schedule is favorable to them too, that they they can um, they can win out and and at least maybe finish at four, if not maybe try to. S- even jump a spot of Iowa State is number three, three, and even Minot State is number two, and and we think they still have a chance to do that. But uh, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Up to let's, them. let's get a quick break in because I think we got the coach with us. So uh, let's take a quick break and let's come back and let's uh, talk Utes hockey with the head coach from the University of Utah, Morgan Feeney, in about two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hi, this is Alex King, the captain of the University of Utah Utes. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Well, welcome back in, everybody. Indeed, this is the new Great West College Hockey Podcast. We need to dump those, uh, I had need to to dump those in. Yeah. We need yeah, to dump those on. out with. Hold on. Let me explain. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I know why you played it, but I'm just saying we need you to. Do. <laughs> I know you do, but let me explain it to the audience. Uh, we we have a few uh, guests that have, have given some uh, recommendations for people to listen to our show, and one of them is a the captain of the Utah Utes. So uh, we got tired of the word club, so we changed it to Great West College Hockey because these guys that play this game at the ACHA level are not club hockey players. Let's get that straight right now. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, Stephen Marsh in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's our pleasure to welcome on the head coach from the Utes, Morgan Feeney. Morgan, Scott and Stephen with you tonight. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? As you can tell, we're a little excited. It's getting close to tournament time. We watch the rankings very, very closely. Um, the first thing I want to start out with, Morgan, is you, you heard me. Uh, no longer club hockey involved. It's a great West College hockey podcast because uh, your guys are not club hockey players. They're college hockey players. I couldn't agree more with that. And I, uh, I was actually talking to a recruit uh, earlier today, um, you know, back when when I was playing hockey that, you know, club hockey was truly, you know, club hockey. You'd, uh, you'd kind of get on a bus, go play, and then end up coming back. And drinking was, was more of the, uh, the focus. And <laughs> it was more of the college life, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I'll tell you, that's not the case now. Um, the, the level of talent and players that we have on our team specifically um, and recruits that are reaching out. It's just, uh, it's awesome to see the games obviously growing and the, the talent level uh, in itself is growing as well. Okay, Steven's going to jump in with some questions here. We're going to alternate in just a minute, but I want to ask you about uh, when you looked at the schedule and you realized from um, the skate with the team on December 2nd, 
until February 12th, you were going to be playing at home. Home ice advantage, it clearly has worked out for you. Six in a row, if I'm, uh, if I'm looking at things right, with two to go um, this weekend at home against Oklahoma, and then you finish out the regular season at Colorado State, correct? That's correct, yeah. Uh, AJ, our GM, he does all the scheduling, and uh, we were very heavy up front, and we actually uh, had a heart-to-heart with the team after our second GCU game, and uh, the consensus was, you know, we're tired as a team, and we've been on the road for a long time, and um, the the outlook after that conversation was, hey, take a look at our back half of the year. You know, majority of it is at home. Um, definitely winnable games, and uh, that should be the goal from here on out, just to win out and and the rankings fall where the rankings fall. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's been it's been great the back half of the year coming off of Christmas break um, and being able to play in front of our fans and at home and. Um, you know, as, as some of the listeners might not know, we play on Olympic size ice, uh, surface at elevation. So, um, teams coming in from lower sea level, you know, they, they not only get the shock of elevation to play at, but also, uh, an Olympic size ice surface. So that definitely plays to our advantage. Um, and it can, you know, hurt us at the same way when we're on the road, but, uh, we'll, we'll take advantage, uh, of it when we have it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Stephen, fire away. Yeah. So, uh, well, Morgan, when you look at, uh, when you look at the four games that you have left on your schedule, you have uh, university of Oklahoma for this weekend at home and you've got Colorado state at home. And as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you guys are kind of right on the cusp of the rankings of being in that top 18 where you, you probably might get us, you, likely would get a spot in um so what is what is the goal i mean okay this seems like a silly question because the goal will be to win every game but what what is the the goal um this these next four games to to do what you can to 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 make that push that you know to hope to get a spot in the national tournament yep so um when we our second game i'll actually take a step back our second game at gcu uh we ended up losing on the road and uh we came you know together as a team and all agreed that that was a game that we should have won. And we sat in that locker room for probably an hour um, before we got on the bus and uh, headed to the airport. And we discussed, Hey, what do we need to do to be a successful team, a consistent successful team? And the, you know, the guys got together and we said, Hey, let's stop talking about the rankings. Let's stop paying attention to the rankings and just play a game at a time. And that honestly has been our, our tactic. It started with Oregon uh, at home. Uh, we took care of them. And then we moved down to Colorado and had two overtime wins against them. Um, and then GCU came back to play. And that was going to be, you know, the, the real big test. And we, we ultimately had two really strong games against them. And, you know, looking forward, uh, our goal is Oklahoma and Oklahoma only. Uh, we're not looking past that to Colorado State yet. Uh, we're going to focus this weekend, and we've been looking at video and working really hard in practice. And um, the goal is, you know, for the team is Friday night. Uh, we're not even looking at Saturday night right now. It's it's one game at a time, um, and I think the guys have really uh, caught on to that uh, mythology, and they're just uh, you know rolling with it. We're a wagon right now. <laughs> okay, let me follow up with that. Though. So let me. Uh, so that you obviously you're not focused on the rankings i'm guessing that's still going to be the focus it seems to work so far but i guess we need to look at the whole season so far the fact that you guys are in the position you are i mean you guys have it's been an up and down season for you guys i mean you've been every game you've played it's been competitive you've had some a lot of overtime games uh, or a few overtime games which has certainly uh, been a factor too but uh, you guys are you know right in the mix so you've got to feel pretty good about that that even if you know that you know after after the covid you're not playing and then you know this the makeup of this team that you guys have a shot of being there in the national tournament. Yeah. I, I, I think obviously um, as much as you say it, no one, you know, we're not going to pay attention to the rankings. We, we always are. Um, but taking a step back, looking at our year, we, we had some losses uh, and some overtime losses that definitely should have been wins. Um, we've had other factors with goalie injuries um, and, and other things playing into that as well. But, um, you know, taking a look just specifically at UNLV, we took them into overtime twice and lost twice. Um, 
one of which we were up three to one with eight minutes left in the game and had that game completely under control. And uh, our goalie, you know, took a penalty, which this was at home and, and we didn't get the, uh, the homer call that you would expect at home. They, they tossed our goalie and we, we had to put a cold goalie in with eight minutes left and they ended up tying and taking us to overtime and eventually losing. But um, no, that was, that would be a, an example of a game where, um, you know, lesson learned for, for next season. And I hate jumping to next season, but, um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good learning experience for a lot of our players too, where these close games can definitely be wins and our record changes drastically and our rankings would change drastically with, you know, a, a puck here or there. Yeah, good stuff. The other thing, Morgan, with ACHA hockey is there's really a discrepancy in in number of games played. And, um, you know, you look at Lindenwood right now and probably not to much fault of their own. They've had COVID issues, but uh, 13-0-0, that's not many many games played as opposed to, uh, say, a Central Oklahoma that's got 26 wins. Um, So it's kind of hard, but I guess that's where the computer comes in. It kind of tries to balance it all out. Um, if you've listened to any of my of the podcasts in the past, I get a little irate over the uh, the rankings. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to calm down on that. But uh, I think really right now, I think um, and not getting the uh, cart before the horse too much here. But I think you control your own destiny as far as national tournaments is. I think if you win the next four, you're in. I don't. I just don't see any way they can keep you out. Yeah, I, that's that's the hope, um, and uh, I've listened to a few of the other podcasts, and I know Scott, you gave us uh, crap for being under that double digit uh, win <laughs> column for a little bit. Yeah, get yeah, get at him for that. <laughs> I I just uh, I was quiet about that because I I knew the the back half of the season um, you know was in our favor, and I think we we could win out, and I still think we can. So, um, and he was just trying to motivate you to motivate your team to to get some more wins here. That's what he was trying to do. <laughs> hey, it, it's worked. So Scott, go ahead and just, uh, give us, give us crap, uh, even more. So no, I, I think we do, we do control it. Um, you know, sitting in the 17th spot, it seems to fluctuate, you know, um, up and down from that, from that spot every week. So, you know, the best we can do is to win out and, uh, win out well. And so that's our goal. And I think to your point, if we do that, we should be, you know, looking at a, at a spot in the national tournament. But um, again, it's up to the computer and the computer only. So we're kind of at the mercy of what uh, that algorithm kind of dictates. So, so let me ask you this. When you look at that, um, obviously you want to win. That's a given. But uh, are you looking at the differential too? Is, is how many goals it, how many goals you can score versus how many you can let in or, you know, obviously you don't want to let in any, but uh, is that something that's in the back of your head right now with four games to go, or is it strictly just win first? Yeah. Great, great question. So, um, you know, the, the Colorado wins that we actually had overtime wins, those are ties in the national tournament system. So for our conference, those wins mean something, but the overtime, uh, wins for Colorado, those actually go into ties in this, in this computer system. So, um, it always is in the back of my head as a coach, but there's a fine line of, you know, pressuring guys to run up the score. Um, because sometimes you get lax and let a team back in. So, um, I I tell the guys, let's focus on what we can control. And when we start from our zone and it goes into the neutral zone and good things will happen in the O zone. So, um, that's kind of the, you know, the thought process for me as a coach, I, I hate telling guys, Hey, we need to run up the score. If it, if it so happens to be, um, good things are happening in, in all, you know, all three zones. So, um, it kind of just, uh, falls that way. I just, uh, I hate, I hate telling guys that they, they need to score by a big goal differential because it usually in my experience has worked against you in that way. Yeah. Good stuff. Steven, you got another one for coach? Yeah, uh, Oregon, you kind of mentioned this earlier. You, you talked about some of the, the, the battles you've had to do with, with injuries and especially with the goaltending. So let me ask you, as you kind of go into these final four games, where are you guys at as a team-wise, health-wise, and just with the personnel you have and just where, where you stand with, with that as you go down the stretch here? So um, coming out of Christmas break, and again, this is probably has to do with uh, our success, 
Um, we, we had some injuries that we were facing early in the season, but we are healthy now. Um, we have a fantastic uh, athletic trainer um, that we are fortunate to have full time. And she is, you know, she works wonders um, on the guys and gets them at a hundred percent. But um, we are completely, you know, healthy right now, which is in a, in a great spot. We've got one or two guys that are um, facing an upper body injury, but uh, should be ready to go in the lineup this weekend. Um, but for the most part, it's it's been night and day difference from the beginning of the, the season. So I think that's also contributing to our success in this back half. And that's the hope we, you know, we stay healthy, um, hopefully going into the national tournament if we do uh, get a bid. Um, but, it, you know, it's crazy. You can think of, of teams that are probably facing the opposite uh, trend that we are right now. It's just kind of how the how it falls. And um, we're fortunate enough to be to be healthy as a team right now. Okay. I want to ask you this one uh, more on a personal co- uh, coaching level, Morgan, but um, playing D one hockey playing in the WCHL, has there been anything that surprised you this year or has it kind of played out the way you thought it would play out, whether it be travel or competition or whatever it is uh, anything that's jumped out at you? So yeah, being a, a, well, technically second year coach first year was during COVID, but I won't count that because uh, we didn't play. Um, but <laughs> right. uh, I, uh, what caught me off guard was how competitive the WCHL is um, relative to the entire, um, you know, nation. And it's awesome. I, I couldn't think of a better uh, conference to be in. Um, it, it's great for a, a ton of purposes. You know, we're, we're always playing against a competitive team. Um, for recruitment purposes, usually the teams that are in our conference are well known and, you know, they're schools that you want to go and travel to and, and play against. Um, but that that was the big thing that really uh, stood out for me as a coach and, and really learning um, the ACHA. It's 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 uh, it's pretty awesome to be in a conference that is that competitive. Um and likewise, you know, there's there's other conferences across the nation that are strong. I grew up in Grand Rapids, so I knew the likes of Davenport and Aquinas and um, Grand Valley and all of those schools out there um, and how competitive they are. But I really didn't know how competitive, you know, schools out west would be. And it's really cool to see. And it's been a, a pleasant surprise. Let me follow that up. I know Steven's got more, but let me follow this one up real quickly. Is um, I commented uh, to almost anybody that'll listen to me, <laughs> which which right now is probably getting hard. But anyway, um, the the teams like University of Oregon and San Diego State, uh, they've made no bones that that they want to make the move up. Uh, you've already played Oregon. You see what what they're like. Um, we've had both coaches on to ask them uh, their plans, but. Um, the growth of not only ACHA hockey, but NCAA hockey has been phenomenal where a lot of people said, Hey, the pandemic might be the death nail for hockey because it's too expensive. And what's going to happen when we come out of this pandemic and will there still be teams to play and all that. But um, just your thoughts since you've had a chance to play uh, two games against Oregon. Yeah. I, I think it's fantastic for the game. Um get as many teams out on the West coast as possible. Um, especially at, at, you know, two destinations that aren't that bad to have to go and travel to, um, <laughs> right. on the downside, they're going to take away from my recruiting poll for sure, because, uh, it, it's hard to compete with San Diego and, uh, Oregon. They're two, two great schools, but no, I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, I think, uh, making the jump is a great move and, you know, despite our games against them, I think uh, they'll be a completely different team next year and super competitive and uh, I, you know, only wish them the best, but um, I think it's really good for the sport in general to have, have more outlets for kids on the West coast uh, to be able to go and play hockey and continue their, their education at the same time. All right, Steven, uh, he's all yours again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me, let me, uh, we kind of go back to, Okay, now this this might seem like a silly question again. I, I think you you probably, obviously, would want to be in a more comfortable position in the rankings. That that I'm sure that's obvious. But my, my point I'm going to get with this is if if you you guys you said that too, you're healthy. You've got all these things going for you right now. Do you feel like you could be that team that if you do get in that that other teams might look at and say, oh, we, we don't want to play that team because uh, they're they. 
they're getting hot at the right time. Instead of these other teams where they they know they're going to be in, and we see this in, in pro sports too, where they know that they've clinched a playoff spot, and so they they don't have to. There's not a, a competitiveness. They're trying to preserve themselves. So do you feel like maybe that could give you an edge if you do get in? That maybe you can surprise some people by by because you're having to play your absolute best because you're fighting for a spot in the tournament. Yeah, uh, I think if we get in, um, and I've said it before, we even started you know the the season. We are a sleeper team that, uh, in my eyes, even at a 17 rank, we're underperforming. Um, we know we can beat the likes of UNLV because we we've been there and should have. Um, so, uh, you know, to your point, I think if if we get in, we we are a team that you probably don't want to play against. Um, I, I wouldn't. Um, again, I'm a little biased being the head coach, but uh, we're we're trending in the right way, and I think we're finally finding our groove. Um, and I think if we get in, we'll, we'll definitely make a, a run for it. And I think the, the hypothetical scenario right now is if, if these rankings were to stick, we would play Arizona first round, um, which we've, uh, we beat twice at home and lost in an overtime game, uh, away. And then they beat us away. So we split there. Um, and so we know we can, you know, compete with them and, that winner would, uh, I think, play Lindenwood, which uh, obviously um, strong team, but at the same time, they're only playing 13 games. I'll, I kind of like that. I, I like playing against a, a team that's only played, you know, a handful of games and might not, um, you know, be getting and, the, the games under their belt. And they're going to have a lot of pressure on them too because they're they're the they're going to right now they're the number one team. They're hosting the tournament at their facility and their aspirations of maybe, you know, going to, there's how of them going to NCAA. So there's, there's some pressure on them. You're right. They haven't played a lot of games. So it, it, you might, the door could be there to maybe, maybe surprise there too, if you have that opportunity. For sure. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a hope, but as, as I mentioned, we, I, you, know, you don't want to look, look too at, far ahead. I know we're looking at Oklahoma right now and Oklahoma only. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, hypothetically, I, I think if, if we get in, I, I feel like we're going to do really well. And uh, I've said that since the beginning of the season before we started and, uh, you know, trending in, a, in the right direction right now. Well, we want our listener. We want people to listen to the show, but maybe, maybe don't let the Utah players listen to, to this and get them too excited. <laughs> you focus on Oklahoma and then after the seasons, then they can go back and listen and talk about all the, the things you were saying. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I'll, I'll tell them tomorrow at practice in the morning, not to, not to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Scott. Great. I know we're trying great. to get Way listeners, to but but way we want go, them Steven. in the tournament. We want them in the tournament. We don't want them to listen to us and get too excited, and then they don't they don't make it in. I know. Then we feel guilty on good, that. I know you're coming from a good place, um, Morgan. Let me ask you this: How's Dad holding up through all this? Is he is he enjoying himself still? Oh, he's he's loving it, and uh, uh, you. I, I'm not sure if you got the the pleasure of meeting him in Colorado, but his hair is somehow even whiter than it was before the season started. So that thing's that thing's blinding people. That that also could be uh, why we're uh, trending in the right direction. It could be throwing a distraction from the bench. No, but he uh, he's loving it. Um, it's it's awesome to have his knowledge and experience alongside of me on the bench, and uh, we we uh, it, it's not always you know a great uh, relationship on the benches as you would think with a father and son we got in it uh this past weekend he made a call that i didn't agree with and we kind of went at it and after the second period we went out and had the best third period we've had so um it was uh you know it's an it's an experience coaching with uh, the old man but um i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> trade it for the world and he's uh he's really loving it and his competitive side is finally coming back out Nice, very nice. Okay, so when you get down to Colorado State, I'm trying to uh, rework my schedule a little bit here to sneak up and watch you guys play again. I haven't seen Colorado State this year either, so uh, I think it would be fun to see that, especially with everything on the line down the stretch. But um, I know you don't scoreboard watch, or maybe you do, but um, how important is it like um, Arizona's playing Minot State? Do you want Arizona being a WCHL team and right behind you to, to defeat them? Or would you like to see Minot State take care of business? It's kind uh, of a hard line, isn't it? It, it is. Um, but at the same time, you, you almost have to root for the fellow WCHL guy and Chad. Um, Chad and I, you know, um, 
we we had a nice chat before our game in Arizona, and we found out we we're from the same hometown back in in Grand Rapids. And so, um, uh, you know, I I think I'd like uh, Arizona, uh, even though they're right ahead of us. Um, still have to root for for the conference guys, and I'd love to see them take Minot State this weekend. But um, I think it's going to be competitive and uh, you know a great game. But ultimately, I, I'd like to see Arizona um, stick out a win there. All right, Stephen, you got one more? Sure. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to go with this because I don't want this to seem like because there's still much more <laughs> left in this. No, I, I don't. There's still much more left in the season, but um, but we are kind of getting towards the end of the regular season at least, and hopefully there's more to come after that. But I guess when so I don't want to. I'm, I'm hesitant to do the reflective thing, but I guess I'll ask it anyway. Though when when you look at this season though, and this first opportunity to coach this team. You know, in your second year, obviously with the COVID, you're not coaching last year, or not playing last year. What have you enjoyed most about this year? I guess as a coach with with this team. Wow, that 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 one's tough. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I think the the thing that I've enjoyed the most is getting to know my players. Um, they are a fantastic group of guys that are going to do some crazy special things in the world, um, and I've had the pleasure of you know just spending time with them on the weekends and. Uh, celebrating wins and going through losses with them, but um, ultimately just uh, being part of the the team and and helping them get to where they want to be, both on the ice and off ice, is uh, is kind of special for me. So, um, kind of a cliche answer, but it's the truth. I I really enjoy the people that I surround myself with, and um, you know, it's been a, a fantastic experience thus far. All right, final one for me, and I'll let you go. Um, I want to uh, I want to get a two parter in here, so uh, I hope it's not too confusing. But number one is uh, how have the people, the fans, enjoyed watching your team this year and coming back out and being able to be there in person. That's part one. And number two is if and when you get into the ACHA national tournament, how big is that going to be? Can you even quantify yet how big it's going to be for your recruiting and the growth of your program? Uh, okay. So first question, uh, fan question right now. Um, it's been, it's been great and I'm not going to lie. It started off slow. Um, I, am not sure, uh, if the people in Salt Lake city knew uh, hockey was back yet. Um, but as the winds have progressed and the, the words gotten out, our, our fan base has grown, uh, significantly. Um, and it's only going to get better. The, the tricky thing is, you know, in, in Utah, the, the, Games that draw the crowds are, you know, Utah versus BYU and BYU being a division two team. Um, you know, the, the fans don't necessarily see a GCU coming in as a, um, whoa, that's going to be a big rival game, which it truly is. So I think a lot of it has to do with educating our fans a little bit um, and get back to the, the point where we're, you know, packing the house and selling out because, um, right now it's, it's a little bit of education to, to get them to understand, you know, GCU, Arizona state, those are, those are our rivals now. And, uh, the BYUs and Utah state and Weber state, the local teams, you know, that, those are division two teams and no longer our direct rivals. So, um, you know, to answer your question in a long way, it's been, it's been great. Um, the last few games it was, you know, it's been phenomenal, getting people um, back into the rink and supporting our program. It does wonders for the players as well. Um, so it's, it's only going to get better, uh, especially uh, leading into your next question. If we do go to the national uh, tournament, we'll you know definitely do some marketing behind that and um, only improve our, our numbers there. Uh, and then your second question, what will that do for recruiting? Um, I'll tell you right now, Scott and Steven, the recruiting has been night and day difference from even when I started and, and we haven't even made it into the national champion or national tournament yet. Um, I think, you know, last year at this time we, we had, we had just released our uh, recruitment weekend and we had, you know, a handful of players, I think five players signed up for recruitment weekend um, minus the, the returning players. And we just opened it up and uh, we've already surpassed 60 in a, in a few days here. And it's the, the demand is growing and my phone's constantly blowing up and I have, you know, a full-time day job and I can't keep up with it now. So, um, it's a, <laughs> it's a, a good a, thing. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great problem to have and I'll never complain about it. Uh, but it's, uh, just, 
just doing this well this year has done wonders. And um, next year, again, I hate jumping forward to next year. I think uh, uh, we're only going to be stronger and, you know, it's going to be a special year as well. So, um, no, I hope that answered your question, but uh, it, it's done a phenomenal it's been phenomenal with recruiting, uh, just being this, you know, having this exposure and hopefully it'll only get better after the national tournament. Well, let me ask one thing, cause he kind of talked about the rivalries in Utah and there's been a story out there about the, the BYU team and how the, the, the affiliation with the school is going to end. How much of a, of a, of a setback could that be for, for hockey in that area? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good, good support and it's a good team and they'll, they'll continue probably as a non-affiliated team. But, um, I mean, as someone that's, you know, in Utah and the rivalries there with those schools at least in the past with the division two level and the D I mean, how, how, how sad is that to, to see that, uh, that, that looks like is very likely to take place. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone ever wants to see a program, uh, dissolve or fold and, um, hoping that that's not the case. There are some extremely talented players that play on that, that team. And, um, you know, it, it, it holds a huge rivalry in the state of Utah. And uh, we have a D2 team now at, at the University of Utah that would love to continue and play against them um, and have that rivalry. So we're, we're really hoping that that's not the case and something changes here um, shortly. But yeah, it's, uh, it would definitely be sad and a huge loss for the community. And I think, uh, you know, ultimately that might displace a lot of guys. I don't see a lot of those players leaving that school to go play somewhere else. So ultimately you've got a feel for the players and uh that that's the worst thing right you always want to want to have a place for a player to play regardless of where it is and hope for the best but um right now that's what it seems you know like to be happening and we'll only have to wait and see and uh hope that that's not the case but yeah definitely a, a loss and uh um you know hoping that that's not the case well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck on these last four games. Hopefully I'll see you up at uh, Fort Collins here in a week or so. And, um, you know, I've already told Stephen that he doesn't get to do the feature interview with you at the uh, ACHA National Tournament. That's going to be up to me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll look forward to that, and uh, I hope to see you in uh, Fort Collins here next week. Thanks for joining us. I know you got a busy schedule. We always appreciate your time, and uh, go Utes. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Thanks, that's head coach from the University of Utah, Morgan Feeney. Stephen and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and wrap up another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast in two minutes. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. UNLV Rebel Hockey located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com 
to get your future started today. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm guessing that Stephen turned off the Vegas Golden Knights game because they're down 3-0 to Calgary already on the second game of a back-to-back, um, but maybe not. He's, he's pretty much a diehard. Uh, you got it on or off, Stephen? Uh, I've got it on right now. Uh I'm um, actually I'm using a phone, like most like yourself, using a phone to uh, watch it, and uh, yeah, it's th- three nothing right now. But, uh, but there's still two periods left. So, yeah. hey, rumor has it that number fifteen is taking off the non-contact jersey and is actually starting to skate there. Yeah, no, he has, and <laughs> he has. It's not a rumor; it's true. He has taken off the the non-contact, and he is he is uh, getting closer. Uh, there's also been rumors put out there that. His first game in the lineup might be uh, next week against Colorado here in Vegas. So we'll see, though. But um, Yeah, I heard that, too. That would be an interesting matchup, almost as good as if he were to do it against a Buffalo team in Buffalo. But we're not, we don't want him to wait that long. We need Jack Eichel back on the ice as soon as possible. Okay, let's wrap up the show by uh, if you need a little time to, uh, to look at the schedule just to see what's left for everybody. Um, we've mentioned the Utes uh, have University of Oklahoma at home this weekend in a, in a two-game series, and then they're uh, the 18th and 19th. They'll play Colorado State uh, in Fort Collins, so we know what they're doing. We know that uh, University of Arizona is uh, in North Dakota to play. Um, are they playing Minot State twice, or are they going to go to Jamestown, or how's that working up there? I can't remember their schedule. For Minot State? No, for Arizona uh, playing Minot State. Are they playing two in Minot State, I, or are they going to play? No, I think they're playing two in Minot State. And actually, I, I want to correct ourselves because we were talking about uh, Liberty and Minot matching up, I, and I didn't really look at the results from last week, and that took place last week, actually. Uh, and then Minot State won that, so that was probably partly the reason that uh, Liberty uh, dropped a, a flip-flop with Iowa State. They lost 5-3 uh, to three against uh, Minot State on Friday, and then on the Saturday, I believe they. Let's see here. Let me scroll real quick. Let's find it here. I believe they they lost two. Yeah, Minot State beat them three to two, but that was an overtime loss. So as as Coach Feeney points out, uh, for the ACHA purposes, it's a tie. It goes as is a tie in the computer. So, um, so it wasn't a horrible weekend for for Liberty, but they did lose so, one. So the Liberty then has Jamestown, I think now, right? Is that is that correct? Is that this weekend or next weekend? But I think me, both of them were going there. Yeah, let me let me look real quick here. This just takes a second here. I'm gonna do schedules. Go to Jamestown or go to Liberty. I believe I believe so. Let's look at Liberty real quick here. There we go. They have uh, no. They're gonna. Well, yeah, they will have Jamestown, but they have Ohio this uh, this weekend away at Ohio, and then they will go to uh, host. Uh, Jamestown the following weekend, and then they finish up with a game against Maryville on March eighth. Okay, so let's run this down. Um, UNLV, what what remains on the UNLV schedule? Uh, UNLV, uh, let's see. I kind of know their schedule a little bit, uh, but uh, they're going to be playing. Uh, they'll be playing at Arizona State uh, this weekend, and then um, they will be following weekend. They will be back home. It seems like forever, but about a month or so, they they will post uh, Grand Canyon for a pair of games, and then after that, um, they'll have two more games left with Oregon, which is a D two team. So, um, so really four games against Division one teams: uh, Arizona State this weekend at Arizona State at Oceanside, and then and then home against uh, Grand Canyon on the eighteenth and the nineteenth, and then on March fourth and the fifth, they will finish up with uh, Oregon. Um, so, okay. So let me ask you this. Um, I'll give you a second to track down central Oklahoma. They've already played 30 games of 26, four and oh, what, what does uh, central Oklahoma have remaining on their schedule? We'll kind of go through these, uh, WCHL schools that are left. So that's my heads up to you as I try to stall time for you to look. Uh, central Oklahoma has got two games left. Uh, they had a couple of games postponed last weekend, but they have two games left on their schedule. It's against, uh, Oklahoma, uh, 
February 18th, so not this weekend, but next weekend, they will uh, to home and home. They'll be at the host. No, they'll be at uh, Oklahoma on Friday the 18th, and then they will host Oklahoma on the 19th. Remember, if they win either of those. I think they've already done it, but if they win either of those games or get a point in any of those games, they will for sure clinch the WCHL uh, championship and also the auto bid into the tournament. They'll be in either way probably. But um, as I said, I think they've already probably. done it because UNLV – Well, they're, they're in. <laughs> they're, they're in, in no either matter. way. They're in it's either just way. It's a matter of whether yeah. it's an auto bid or bid. whether it's uh, – uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, take a look at Missouri State. What's Missouri State got left on their schedule? And, uh, and I will tell you that uh, Maryville, the number 10 team, is playing host to Lindenwood, the number one team. So um, – it's going to be a good matchup for both of those two. So that's a rivalry. It's really kicking up in the St. Louis area. Missouri State this weekend hosts Lindenwood at Jordan Valley Ice Park uh, for a couple of games. Uh, so that'll be a good series. Uh, so is, is, hold on a minute. Is that this weekend? This weekend. Missouri- yeah, Lindenwood will be at Missouri State this weekend. Oh, it's at Missouri State. I thought it was I thought it was Maryville this year, this weekend. But that's not the case then. Okay, no, so they, I, I'm wrong. Yes, yes. Missouri so, State's the one. Hold Lindenwood. Not the first time you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, not going to be the last either. But so that means number nine versus number one, even a bigger, bigger oh, weekend. Yeah. Oh, there's still so, some big match. There's still, I mean, there's the season's winding down, but there's still some really big matches. In fact, let's look at uh, let's look at Lindenwood real quick and see what they got left on their schedule. They have uh, a couple uh, at Missouri State uh, this weekend. Uh, against Missouri State, as we mentioned, and then they finish up on the 18th at Maryville against uh, Maryville. Okay, so is that just a one-gamer at Maryville? Or That's just a one-gamer. Okay. It's so you – know, I look back at this. It's so interesting. I mean, they've had – since they haven't played a game – well, they played on the 20th and the 29th, but they've they've had one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight games postponed. So we talked about how they're only, only 13-0. and 0. Uh, They've had uh, – uh, Eight games plus one. Now, two of those games was against the NCA Arizona State team, so that wouldn't have counted for ACHA purposes. But, but yeah, I mean they've had they've had a lot of a lot of games uh, postponed, and actually they were supposed to play Denver earlier in the season too. And I think they did. That. Yeah, they did play Denver. They did play Denver, but it's not showing yeah. on here because it's not an ACHA game. But yeah, yeah they <laughs> played Denver and they actually played Air Force uh, yeah. at at Lindenwood. I was so at. That game, so so, Linden, games, so, so it's a little misleading because Lindenwood is yes, it's they're undefeated in ACHA play, but they of course as they're trying to make NCAA level is and and maybe they're going to do that. They've played some, they've had some NCAA uh, crossover games, some some um, hybrid games. So okay, uh, so they've played they've played a little bit more than thirteen games, but but thirteen games that have counted for ACHA purposes. Okay, so we went over the Arizona schedule. We went over the Utah schedule, obviously. So that leaves Arizona State left as our last team um, holding down the number 21 spot. What does Arizona State have on their schedule? Yeah, so for Arizona State, they have left – they actually have uh, five games left on their schedule. They're going to play UNLV this weekend, the 11th and the 12th at home at Oceanside. And then they're going to host a uh, one game set, a uh, one game set, uh, not the set that seems kind of a, that's a, a one game, a one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One game set is, doesn't seem to make sense there. Uh, but yeah, one game with uh, George Mason uh, University at Oceanside. And then they finish off at Tucson um, for the uh, Arizona. Um, and those, and so those games are, so there'll be a lot of meaning for that. Arizona, as you mentioned, even though Arizona's, Secured the Cactus Cup with Arizona State, and even though either team cannot win the WCHL, there's still going to be a lot of stake because Arizona State might still feel that they they might be able to still, especially if they can get a win against UNLV this weekend or two wins even at home, and they can beat Arizona uh, and in Tucson. Uh, they oh, might that's four four big games for a team that's number twenty one. That could really make them get maybe get in that that conversation of getting a spot. And for Arizona, of course, they're trying to hold on and and, and keep a spot. Uh, in the national tournament, so you know they're going to be wanting to to win for sure. So some important and games still to come. You mentioned that Liberty is at Ohio, and Ohio happens to be in the number fifteen spot uh, as we speak. So uh, yeah, there's some so shuffling still, that could go still on. Still a lot to no be decided over the next uh, next few weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, just uh, a kind of look ahead. What I'm hoping to do is to get uh, the coaches on from the top. Uh, 
what do we got? Four weeks left until four or five weeks left until the tournament. So if we can get one of the top five coaches on each week, so Lindenwood, Minot State, Iowa State, UNLV, and uh, Liberty again, or, or whatever, we can uh, get a chance to see what the top of the ACHA D1 ranks uh, looks like before the tournament. Sound like a plan? Yeah, it sounds like a plan. And, we, and we've just had Central Oklahoma on recently and uh, Coach on, so that was at number uh, six. So we, we've kind of... And had Liberty. Court. We had Kirk Kirk Handy on. Kirk Handy five. on recently, number five, right? Yep. And and you've talked with the uh, Minot State on a video feature uh, recently too in the last month or so. Oh, we'll get we'll get Wyatt on. We'll get Wyatt and we'll get uh, Rick Zombo on for sure. I don't know the coach at Iowa State, so he might be my biggest challenge. But if he's listening tonight, we'd love to have him on and and just get a feel for what those top top five six teams are, are really all about. I think that's uh, kind of good insight before the start of the tournament. Yeah, and it's just exciting because here, here we are now. We're, we're talking about the national tournament, and you know we had one last year, and you were there, and there was teams in there and playing, but it wasn't there wasn't the full. You know, it was pretty much. It was almost like if you were playing, you were gonna be in. I mean, it was not that many teams playing. I mean, there was, you know, there wasn't like it wasn't that's, that. Per yeah, se, that's but, true. But it was that's basically. It, we looked at the rankings every every week, and it was the same teams just basically moving around and in positioning. So uh, this year, of course, there's more. It's back to a more of a full season and all the well, a lot of the, most of the teams are playing that have been in the ACHA division one level. And so there's, there's the competition back of, of trying to get that those spots in the, in the rankings. And so we're, we're kind of at this point and, and here we are just a few weeks away. Uh, well, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Look at your calendar. E- exactly one month from tonight, we'll be doing the show from St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I better. It's get February ninth, and February we're gonna 9th. be there March ninth. Yeah, the games will start on March tenth. So, um, yeah, it's coming on us quickly. I do want to throw out one thing. I've been reaching out to the top twenty teams that are coming into the tournament, offering them a heck of a deal on our marketing package. If they are interested, we are offering about a ninety percent discount off our corporate rate. Give them marketing for all of next year. It's only available to the top uh, twenty teams. Uh, and it's only for the limited time. Obviously, it's got to be all done before, um, certainly before the 1st of March so we can get everything put together. But great opportunity to market your program. Reach out to your fans. Reach out to your corporate sponsors. Reach out to uh, just people and let them know that uh, their their program is going to the national tournament. So hopefully people will take advantage of it. It's a heck of a deal, 90% off the uh, the regular price. So a mere $250 for a full year of marketing, both audio and print and podcast and uh, social media and a special feature on each team uh, during the uh, national tournament as well. So if you're listening, folks, get on board before they go away because they'll be all done by March 1st, no doubt about that. Yeah, sounds like a heck of a deal. It is a great opportunity. Take it away, my friend, and we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, Show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drew Ian and Sweets, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight JD Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. 
Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll uh, say a big thank you to Morgan Feeney, the head coach at the University of Utah, for joining us tonight. I know he's got uh, a very busy schedule, and especially with uh, just four games remaining in regular season play. Um, Stephen and I getting prepared. One month from today, we will be broadcasting the podcast live from St. Louis, Missouri. So we, you want to stay tuned all the way up until the start of the national we, tournament. We should do the uh, the show from under the, the arch in St. Louis. <laughs> You are pushing it now, my friend. (laughs) You're under the arch. (laughs) All right, folks, have a good evening and stay tuned for for more college hockey as we are now the quad pod of college hockey podcast Sunday through Wednesday. You can find us on the uh, Podbean app or anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can get it on download. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein and Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. And professional uh, hockey stuff will go to video, so people that, that listen to Mondays that were familiar with the professional, the NHL, AHL coverage, we're going to focus that on on video coming soon as well. So listen for that. That is correct. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>